We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. Welcome to News Today with Dr. June Knight as your host on WITB. This is a WATB disclaimer. Good evening, Brian. Good evening. I know I told you the last one was the last one, but uh, for sure it will be tonight because I have to move starting tomorrow. But anyway, uh, someone told me to look up something today and that was it. (laughs) I had to... I had to look, and then that was it, Brad, because now I looked in my email from the White House, and I began uh, doing some research about what is the inf- I haven't done it in a while, actually. I uh, looked at my information that I received from the White House and the Secretary of State, but I did today, so I'm going to kind of catch you up on... Um, the most important things coming from there. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. Okay, this is coming from the Secretary of State's office. The International Commission of, Inter- of the International Tracing Service Annual Meeting. Well, it kind of scared me thinking, what is the International Tracing Service? Because we know about them tracing, you know, for COVID. So I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound good. But what it is at this moment is for finding the victims of Nazi persecution. Now, whether they turn it towards Christians in the future is my point. You know, that may be what it is now, but it is for uh, the Jews, basically. The lady that spoke at this event was named Wendy Sherman. She's the Deputy Secretary of State, and she spoke in D.C., She said, we have seen anti-Semitic tropes and rhetoric spread unchecked via social media and the internet. And we have seen concerted efforts to try to cast doubt on the very facts of the Holocaust. It is up to all of us to resist those forces. Now, I have been telling you, Brad, that It is coming, the persecution to the church. 
And you will see tonight through a lot of the government uh, information of the frameworks and how they are setting this up. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, Brad, as a fellow sister in Christ, is that they are not coming out and saying, oh, we're coming after Christians. They're not going to say that. You have to understand their language and what they mean by things. So this is uh, what I do is I interpret it for you. Okay, so here we go. America's, listen to this, America's climate mayors urge Congress to build back better. I'm thinking America's climate mayors? What? Today, as part of the bipartisan network of climate mayors, more than 140 leaders from across the country wrote a letter to the congressional leaders urging them to address climate change, create economic opportunity, and confront injustice as they work on infrastructure and economic recovery packages to build back better and create good paying jobs in support of a resilient clean energy future. Now, what do you think that is, Brian? This is the America first Republicans. These Republicans are build back better to the bone, but I had no idea that they had climate mayors. This is an actual organization focused on climate change. Yes. So let's delve into this for a minute. This is their website. Notice the logo. The logo at the top has a mountain with an eye on the top, with a circle on the top. And it's in the UN blue. Climate mayors. We are mayors working together to demonstrate leadership on climate change, building a better future with a clear vision for protecting the environment. Climate Mayors, founded in 2014, is a bipartisan peer-to-peer -peer network of more than 470 U.S. mayors demonstrating climate leadership through meaningful actions in their communities. Representing 48 states and 74 million Americans, the Climate Mayors Coalition reflects U.S. cities' commitment to climate progress. In addition to local climate leadership, climate mayors build political will for federal and global climate action. So can we say UN to the bone? So they wrote a letter to Congress. They addressed it on July 13th to Nancy Pelosi, Charles Schumer, Mitch McConnell, and Kevin McCarthy. So there is a list of these mayors 
which I have the link on here for you to find out who they are, who are the ones that signed this document. So this is an example of what they're asking Congress for. These are your mayors, Brian. This is how bad this thing is of this takeover of the U.S. It is in the communities. Remember I told you the other day on the news how that woman told me that they're going to be doing tribunals in communities? That they're, they're going to actually do all of this publicly on the local level? Well, after looking at all this, I can see it. Because look what they're asking for, grid improvements. They want smart equipment for infrastructure changes for the Internet of Things. Transportation, equipment for electric cars, extra funding for public transportation. They're, in my opinion, they don't say this, but in my opinion, they're targeting blacks. And the reason is, is because of the way they talk about the lower income communities to have infrastructure, making more equitable across the board, meaning using AI. These mayors are bipartisan. You can see some of them here. Mayor V. Laos from Charlotte, North Carolina. Lori Lightfoot from Chicago, Illinois. Mayor Patrick Wuhan from College Park, Maryland. Mayor Vince Ligo from Coral Gables, Florida. Look at here, Tennessee. Mayor Tim Kelly from Chattanooga. It's not even an hour from me. Mayor Charlene Lovett, Claremont, New Hampshire. Mayor Andrew Ginther, Columbus, Ohio. Mayor Brian Tobin, Cortland, New York. Mayor Robert Carrier, Dover, New Hampshire. Mayor Daniel Biss from Evanston, Illinois. Mayor Paul Dessey from Flagstaff, Arizona. Mayor Lily Mai from Fremont, California. Gainesville, Florida, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Ferndale, Michigan, Erie, Erie, Pennsylvania, Charlottesville, Virginia, Cincinnati, Ohio. We're talking average cities here. President Biden's actions on voting rights. Now, remember what I told you yesterday, Bride. I see something almost terrifying in the works. Not really terrifying, but you know what I mean. Uh, very alarming. Terrifying is not the word alarming. I told you that I believe through President Trump and through Hillary's both voting debacle and the way that they're using that excuse of everything that's happened to actually build frameworks and to turn everything around in this merger that's taking place globally. So we're going to go through this, some actions that President Biden took in the past couple of days. Look at this. To highlight the administration's efforts, the president named Vice President Kamala Harris to lead a fight for voting rights in the public arena, appointed path-breaking leaders with voting rights experience at the Department of Justice including Vanita Gupta and Kristen Clark, and requested a 16% increase in funding for the Civil Rights Division in the budget. 
So we're talking the strong arm of the law here. UN senators are now called centrist. Last week, U.S. Senator John Tester from Montana, he's a Democrat, traveled his home state to promote the bipartisan infrastructure framework. He helped craft, along with President Joe Biden and nine other centrist senators, both Republicans and Democrats. The infrastructure deal, if passed, will be one of the largest investments in our nation's infrastructure. Brad, let me know if you can hear me. Okay, good. You can. Okay, very good. Now, the infrastructure deal if passed will be one of the largest investments in our nation's infrastructure and one that is long overdue. Now, listen to this, Brad. We are in the 21st century now, they say, and we've been living off our parents' and grandparents' infrastructure for far too long. Tester said during Friday's visit to Flathead Valley Community College, this framework is a once-in-a-century investment in America's infrastructure. It is going to be one of the most impactful pieces of legislation in our nation's history, and it couldn't be more urgently needed. So, in other words... Uh, they are calling the uh, ones that come together in unity centrist. Why? Because in the UN, that's what they're calling for is centrist. They're calling for people that will come together in unity and come to the center, which is what President Trump's job was with the Republicans. It was to destroy the right wing base. He was to put everybody in the center, so he had to corrupt them, which is what he did. Now, the conflict, climate change, COVID forces more people into hunger. This is according to the UN, the United Nations. New data that represents the first comprehensive global assessment of food insecurity carried out since the coronavirus pandemic began indicates that the number of people affected by chronic hunger in 2020 rose by more than in the previous five years combined. Reversing this situation will likely take years, if not decades, maintained by the World Food Program, Food and Agriculture Organization, the International Fund for Agricultural Development, and World Health Organization and the UN Children's Fund, UNICEF. So in other words, if the United Nations is saying we've got a hunger problem, then bride, get ready, because this thing is global. COVID-19 booster strategy as Delta multiplies highlights disappointing inequality, says 
who? The World Health Organization. So they know that they're going to have to give people booster shots. So, but they're now trying to say that's another issue of being inequal in of it being unequal because of not having enough for uh, the other nations, the poorer nations. So let's let's go back and review this a minute, Brad. Now, we are, of course, one of the top seven wealthiest countries on the planet. We probably are the wealthiest country on the planet. So we have, over the past 18 months, we have funded the entire world, us and a few others. But what we're seeing now with them calling for more boosters, that this is going to be forever. So we will be funding all the other countries forever. This is not going to stop, Brad. He says, this is the president of WHO, the World Health Organization. He said the pandemic is not over anywhere. Tedros explained that vaccines have never been the way out of the crisis on their own, but the current wave is demonstrating what a powerful tool they are. We are experiencing a worsening public health emergency that further threatens lives, livelihoods, and a sound global economic recovery. It is definitely worse in places that have very few vaccines, but the pandemic is not over anywhere, he highlighted. Using a metaphor of a forest ablaze, listen to this, Brian. He reiterated that the world needs to put out the pandemic inferno in a united fashion because hosing down just a part of it will reduce the flames in one area. But while it's smoldering everywhere, sparks will eventually travel and grow again into a roaring furnace. So in other words, Brian, get ready for the mandatory. That is exactly what that sounds like to me. Because what he is saying from the World Health Organization, of which Biden and them gave full uh, rights within our government, what they're saying is, listen here, people, we just cannot focus just on one or two places anymore. We're going to have to step it up because this thing is not over anywhere. So I see coming in the very near future. Uh, which I did write an article today, a reminder to everyone about President Trump funding a million-man army last year in March of 2020 for two years. Two years. So we still have a million-man army out there ready to be activated. Okay. So this is not going away, Brad. It's actually escalating. And also everything collapsing is happening right now, such as they're saying about the food industry. Okay, so let's continue here. UN reports leap forward in regulating DNA. Listen to this, Brad. You talking about creepy DNA altering technology to benefit all. Yes, you're reading this right. 
This is on the United Nations website. Digging into genes. Moving forward, the WHO will convene a small expert committee to consider next steps for the registry, including how to better monitor clinical trials using human genome editing technologies of concern. It will also gather participants to develop an, uh, an accepts, accessible mechanism for confidential reporting on possibly illegal, unregistered, unethical, and unsafe human genome editing research and other activities. As part of its commitment to increasing education, engagement, and empowerment, the UN Health Agency will lead regional webinars focusing on regional and local needs. And it will work on how to build an inclusive global dialogue surrounding frontier technologies. Pause. Pause. I told you, Brad, when they mentioned that word frontier, what that means. You know, remember when you used to watch um, Star Wars, when they said, going to the next frontier. That is what this is like. But I also see this as the frontier of the human body, as a space exploration inside the human body. And this is what they're talking about when they're wanting to mess with people's genes. This is what they're talking about, Brad. This is a new frontier. This technology is new. This CRISPR technology where they can change and do anything they want inside of a human body. So let's continue. Including working across UN agencies and creating web-based resources for reliable information on these machineries, including human genome editing. So the UN is wanting access full-blown. Vice President Kamala is in Detroit. Last week, the president spoke about what our administration is doing to boot. This is her talking in Detroit, okay? Uh, is doing to boost vaccination rates. And basically, it boils down to two big things. We are bringing the facts, the facts, not misinformation, but the facts directly to the people. And that's a big deal, as you all know. We got to get the facts out because sadly, there's a lot of misinformation. Now, listen, Brad. It was brought up, I told you in the news yesterday, about this video going around saying that Trump, that Biden is going to come after people's guns and Bibles. I told you that was a setup to the church for extremism, passing misinformation, uh, and all this. So today, what did they say? They, they're coming after those that are passing out misinformation like that. So I am encouraging you, Brad, okay? Do not share stuff. If you cannot back it up with a legit source that you know is a legit, 
just because they send you a little clip of something that is very offensive to us, do not share it. You know, I mean, unless you know it is, it is legit with a, that you see the whole story. In other words, they will give you like a 10 second clip of what somebody said, but it may be taken completely out of context. Like the other one the other day that they said, um, against President Biden, I don't remember, but I told you, I was like, see, this is what she said, you know, talking about his press secretary. So, Brad, they're going to come after the extremists, the ones who are sharing false information. So this, I'm telling you from what I read today from the government, this is increasing. So don't do that. Okay, I'm just encouraging you. Okay, the facts, not misinformation, the facts directly to the people. And that's a big deal, as you all know. We got to get the facts out because sadly, there's a lot of misinformation. So let's know what it is and let's talk to our neighbors and our friends and say, here, let me tell you about the facts, okay? The facts, one and two. Bring in the vaccine directly to the people, okay? So listen, this is how the vice president is describing the people going door to door, all right? She says, so we have volunteers who are going door to door to give people information about the vaccines. Why? Because we should not require that people knock on our door to find out what's going on. Let's take it to the streets, take it to the people. That's what we're talking about doing, knocking on those doors. Hello, neighbor. Okay, so I wanted you to see what is the legit uh thing uh you know what the white house's official stance on that is okay here's the next one you remember this president here from haiti who was just assassinated well somebody brought it to my attention i believe it was yesterday the day before that there's three of them all three that were anti-v were assassinated okay you have haiti you have uh, Ghana, and I can't remember what the other one was. But let's look at what they're saying now about Haiti. Okay, second, the United States is in close consultation. This is the Secretary of State talking. In close consultations with our Haitian and international partners to support the Haitian people, in the aftermath of the assassination of President Moyes, we urge the country's political leaders to bring the country together around a more inclusive, peaceful, and secure vision and pave the road toward free and fair elections this year. So in other words, we want somebody different in the office. Is that what you're hearing? We want somebody that's going to cooperate with this agenda. Yesterday, we sent an interagency delegation to Port-au-Prince to assess the situation, which together with our constant contact with Haitian officials and other stakeholders, 
will help determine how the United States can best support Haiti in a very difficult time. Now, when I did some research, this president, up until he was assassinated, no one in his country got the vaccine. No one. Now, that is a pretty shocking uh, statistic. Now, they talked about in the White House some tactics that they're doing to get the uh, vaccine out there. This is one of them. The vaccine, they're setting up shop at truck stops. So, for example, in the last few months, North Dakota, North, I mean, South Carolina and Iowa all set up vaccine sites for truckers with the goal of literally meeting these Americans where they are at in their trucks or out in their trucks. Since then, more than 9,000 truckers have received a vaccine at these pop-up sites. We will provide more updates in the days and weeks ahead. So that's one of the ways is they're taking it to the people. They're going in the streets. They're going to the churches. They're going to the truck stops. So that's what they're doing. So far, it is not mandatory. So what they're trying to do is give the people the information. And if they don't have transportation to get to a facility to get it done, if they don't have the means, if they don't understand what's going on, they are there to give their point of view and to answer their questions and to give it to them if they want it right then. Okay, does that make any sense? Okay, now the D.C. vaccine rewards. Look at this. In Washington, D.C., they are giving rewards to get the shot. So on July 13th, they had this event called Take the Shot D.C. Okay, so they did this big deal. They were giving away a new car giving away a bunch of prizes and doing this big deal of having fun. So I wanted to show you uh, what they're, that's one way of solving the problem of vaccine hesitancy. Now Israel starts administering the third dose of the Pfizer vaccine to at-risk adults. Now you're hearing this right. A third dose. Did we all understand it was only supposed to be two doses? <coughs> Excuse me. Now, we know that whatever happens in Israel is going to happen over here. Like they had their green pass and all this other stuff. Okay, now, Tel Aviv. Israel's Ministry of Health on Monday began offering a third dose of the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine to severely immunocompromised adults in what health experts say could be the first phase of an experiment to provide coronavirus booster shots to older people and the most vulnerable. Pause. Pause. We know in the beginning, now that we have been showing this Good Morning on the Farm uh, rewind, where we're actually listening to the news from back in 2020, we are learning so much. 
because that is what they told us in the beginning. Oh, the only people that really get the coronavirus is the older people and the most vulnerable. Raise your hand in the chat room if you remember them saying that, that it's only older people. How many remember that? What a farce. That was nothing but a farce. A big fat lie. So now we're seeing the same thing with Israel again. So this is another Secretary of State deal. State Department helps launch new international uh, law guide to counter racially or ethnically motivated violent extremism. And yes, you heard it right. International law to counter racially or ethnically motivated violent extremism. The IIJ Practitioner's Guide uses the term racially or ethnically motivated violent extremism. The phrase is used in the United States to define the threat that encompasses the potentially unlawful use or threat of force or violence in furtherance of political and or social agendas, which are deemed to derive from bias, often related to race or ethnicity, held by the actor against others, including a given population group. Other governments, including the United Kingdom, use terms such as right-wing terrorism, far-right terrorism, extreme right terrorism, violent right-wing extremism, and white supremacist terrorism to describe violence or plotting of violence perpetrated by individuals or groups who promote or conduct violence in the name of defending against perceived threats to their racial or ethnic identity. You heard it right. You want a shirt that says, what a farce. <laughs> that is funny. So, Brian, I'm telling you. International law. Where they have all come together and come up with this unified understanding of what is extremism. It is steamrolling, Brian. So this is continued to that. This includes violence or plotting targeting immigrants, Jewish, Muslim. This is all the things that they consider uh, racism, okay? Racial or other ethnic minority groups, LGBTQI plus individuals, governments, and other perceived enemies. Why don't you just come out and say everybody that's not Christian? Just come on out and say it. Semantics aside, these terms are all being used to describe essentially the same phenomenon, which can include elements of cultural nationalism, white nationalism, and white supremacism. 
just come on and say Christianity. A recent United Nations Security Council Counterterrorism Committee Executive Directorate, a UNCTED publication, provides another useful reference point. Experts have identified extreme right-wing terrorism, also referred to as far-right or racially and ethnically motivated terrorism, as a unique form of political violence with often fluid boundaries. Now listen to that, Brian. When they say fluid, let me tell you about that word fluid. Okay. When they say fluid, it means, uh, okay, listen, all you Christians, look, if y'all do anything out of line, we can do anything we want to change the definition. So we're just going to keep it fluid. It can change at any moment. Really, that's what they're saying. That is the legal term they're using right there, fluid. Boundaries between hate crime and organized terrorism. It is not a coherent or easily defined movement, but rather a shifting, complex, and overlapping milieu of individuals, groups, and movements online and offline espousing different but related ideologies. There is an extremism guide uh, I do put on here the link to it where people can download it right here. Now, this is remarks by President Biden on protecting the sacred constitutional right to vote. Okay, remember I was telling you, Brad, my perception of how they're using this voting industry against us. This voting debacle against the church. I told you also that I kind of have a feeling that the final mark is going to have to be with voting. That it's going to be some type of something having to do with voting. So let's look at this, okay? In America, if you lose, this is President Biden talking, okay? In America, if you lose, you accept the results. You follow the Constitution. You try again. You don't call facts fake and then try to break them, break down the American experiment just because you're unhappy. That is not statesmanship. So this is him talking about President Trump. Talking about how he's basically destroyed the country with his um, actions over the last election type of deal. Now Biden is talking to Harris. He says, Vice President Harris and I have spent our careers doing this work. And I have asked her to lead, to bring people together to protect the right to vote and our democracy. Now, Brian, let me pause right here. That word democracy is a UN term. I've already showed you that in another show. That democracy is of a global nature. 
So what they're saying is, is you people who got who do not like the global nature of where we're going, you're the enemy. Because you're the enemy of democracy. Okay, now, and it starts with continuing the fight to pass H.R. 1 and For the People Act. Now, this is President Biden about the voter laws. He says, to me, this is simple. This is election subversion. Now, Bride, you need to listen to his terminology of how he's describing this. Okay? You need to understand this because we need to know how they're going to use this against us in the future. So I am paying very close attention to how he's describing this voter debacle. Do you hear what I'm saying? So let's listen to this again. To me, this is simple. This is election subversion. Let's see what that word subversion means. All right, watch this. What is the definition of subversion? Here's the definition of subversion. The undermining of the power and authority of an established system or institution. Okay, so the election subversion is the undermining of the power and authority of the system. Oh, okay. So undermining the system. It's the most dangerous threat to voting and the integrity of free and fair elections in our history. Never before have they decided who gets to count, count what votes count. So he tells how to solve this problem. So according to Biden, this is how we're solving this problem. He says, which brings me to perhaps the most important thing we have to do. We have to forge a coalition of Americans of every background and political party, the advocates, the students, the faith leaders, the labor leaders, the business executives, and raise the urgency of this moment. Okay, in other words, we've got to come together in unity. So what he's doing, Brad, is he is laying out his case of what he is about to do. So he says, because here's the deal. In 2020, democracy was put to a test, first by the pandemic, then by a desperate attempt to deny the reality and the results of an election, and then by violent and deadly insurrection on the Capitol, and the, which is the citadel of our democracy. So, through this language, he is laying out his case against the far right here. So, he is calling this an assault of what President Trump did with his people. So, he says, so hear me clearly. There is an unfolding assault taking place in America today an attempt to suppress 
and subvert the right to vote in fair and free elections, an assault on democracy, an assault on liberty, an assault on who we are as Americans. Okay, let me give you my interpretation. Are you ready? This is my interpretation. So hear me clearly. There is a group of people out here who do not want this UN merger to be taking place. They are suppressing and subverting the right of us coming together as one. Because the reason I come to that conclusion is because of the other document I just read to you about the other country where the Secretary of State is saying that the other country needs to have, oh, it was Haiti. And he said they need to have free and fair elections. So all of that has to do with democracy, which is the next word, an assault on democracy. So the Christians, in other words, are their biggest problem. We are their biggest problem. Which I truly believe God is the invisible enemy and we are the to get her together getter. An assault on liberty, you know that word. We've been talking about the freedom movement a lot, the way they use that word liberty. An assault on who we are, who we are as Americans. Okay. They have changed that word Americans. It's a blended America. It is like blended. It's not United States of America. It's Americans. Okay, let's continue. Now, to me, the case is against true Christians because he says this, for make no mistake, bullies and merchants of fear and peddlers of lies are threatening the very foundation of our country. So I am telling you, Brad, that is a statement against Christianity and a statement against the church because the bullies are related to that same word that they use called white supremacy. I have already told you what that means. It does not mean color. It means the white person's version of Christianity, their version of Jesus who says, that Jesus is the only door to heaven. He's the only way to heaven. Thus, they're bullies. They're white supremacists. They think they're better than other people. Merchants of fear. Peddlers of lies. Okay, the merchants of fear are the ones saying, we're not going to participate in this agenda. You know, they say that we are spreading fear. Do you hear what I'm saying, Brad? They say we are spreading fear everywhere by speaking against this agenda. 
Then when they say peddlers of lies, this misinformation they keep talking about in their documents is going to be used against the church. Are y'all listening to me in the chat? This is very, very serious against you as a Christian because they will be like one of the things that uh, Sonny brought up today was about the uh, text messages, how they're going to be getting into our text messages. For one thing, Brian, that is coming, the cyberness, the cyber exposures. But when they also say, oh, so they're going to say the peddlers of lies, they're going to come against the ones speaking against their agenda, calling them liars. Now, on this part right here where it says threatening the very foundation of our country, Brad, what I think that means is the ones that believe that it is a Christian nation, not a Judeo-Christian, Hebrew roots, New Apostolic Reformation, merging Jesus. If you believe it's the true Jesus, the true Christianity, this country was founded on Christianity, then you will be found as the enemy in the very near future. But they say that we are threatening the foundation of our country because they are changing. And that's so is President Trump. That's what gets you. They're changing. Even President Trump today put out a, a notice saying 1776, not 1619. You know, which we talked about that before, about the 1776 commission, of which he sold us down the road and turned us over to Biden. Remember I told you about all that? Now, so according, oh, continuing with what Biden is saying, it says, we are the threat. It says, I'm telling you, Brian, that I believe what he is saying is that we are the threat. He said, but I swore an oath to you. This is President Biden talking to the American people. He said, I swore an oath to you and to God to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. And that's an oath that forms a sacred trust to defend America against all threats, both foreign and domestic. So in other words, he's ready to go after those type of Americans as well. Brad, can y'all not hear me? Let me know if you can hear me. Hello? Oh, no. Did they shut me off? Can you hear me, Brian? Oh, good. Y'all can't. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so 
But in my interpretation of what he's saying here, though, we are the threat. Okay, so let's continue here. So his solution is this. Listen to this, Brad. My fellow Americans, and I need everybody in the chat to be quiet and listen to this. This is very serious what he's about to say. Here we go. He says, my fellow Americans, it requires fair-mindedness, devotion to justice, corny as it sounds, a love of country. It requires us to unite in common purpose to declare here and now we the people. Remember the show the other day I did on we the people. President Trump uses it. Biden uses They all use it. Everybody that's involved in this UN agenda is we the people. We'll never give up. We will not give in. We will overcome. We will do it together. And guaranteeing the right to vote, ensuring every vote is counted, has always been the most patriotic thing we can do. So I think that they're gearing up for something in 2022 on this next vote is going to be something, I don't know, something, but they are declare. he is declaring right here this common purpose, which is a Catholic uh, unity word. They have also alluded to that if you're a patriot, you will take the V. If you love your country, pulling on your patriotism. So in other words, Brad, I believe that it has something to do with what this next level is. For we the people, for our democracy... For America itself, we must act. That is how he finished this. Now, this came from the Secretary of State. The United States leadership on human rights and ending systematic racism. I urge all UN member states, this is the uh, Secretary of State talking. He says, I urge all UN member states to join the United States in this effort and confront the scourge of racism, racial discrimination, and xenophobia. Because when all people, regardless of your race or ethnicity, are free to live up to their full potential. Look at this. Our collective security is strengthened. Our collective, universal, worldwide, United Nations security is strengthened. When you end systematic racism, now, this is another thing that the Secretary of State said. At the National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence's Global Emerging Technology Summit, 
This is what he said. We need the United States and we need its partners to remain the world's innovative leaders and standard setters to ensure that universal rights and democratic values remain at the center of all the innovation that is to come and that it delivers real benefits in people's lives. That fundamentally is the test that we have to pass. And it's a test I think you've heard President Biden allude to. In short, democracies have to pass the tech test together. And diplomacy, I believe, has a big role to play in that. So he is saying we've got to get the AI to work right because we need to all come to the center. We need to all be together. So he's basically saying AI is the key. So, Brian, that is all the news I have for you tonight to catch you up. I pray that y'all have a wonderful, uh, wonderful evening. God bless, Brad. Author and White House correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God's serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride, Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation, days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions, exposes the one world religion agenda. Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda. This book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This book chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment. Where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American pop books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. Be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. June's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book, please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you.